0: Hello, and welcome to episode 135 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. If this is the first time that you are listening to the show, welcome. I am so glad that you have decided to give the show a try. And a special warm welcome to JP, the newest member of The Modern Manager community. If you are not sure what the Modern Manager community is or you've been thinking about it but not totally sure you want to join, I highly suggest that you check it out, learn about the perks, learn about the different tiers, go to themodernmanager.com slash join. And if you work for a nonprofit, you can send me a note and you will get 20% off of any membership level. Now today we are talking about daily rituals. How you start and end your day can have a surprising impact on your productivity, your stress levels, your mood, and your overall well-being. So today, I'm going to walk you through four moments that are ideal for rituals. I will share what I do for each of those for myself, how you can create your own routines, and the various activities that you might want to include in your daily practice. And this will be helpful whether you are looking to enhance your existing rituals or develop new ones. So let's get to it.
1: You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer stewart
0: There are four moments each day that seem to be ideal for creating a ritual or a habit chain that will help you start and end your day productively. The first moment is when you wake up The second is when you sit down at your desk to begin working. The third is the end of your workday. And lastly, bedtime. So for each ritual, I like to start with a goal or a set of goals. Overall, these moments should be designed to help us be more productive and less stressed, but they can also be designed and used for lots of purposes, such as mental and physical health, which has dozens of subcategories like improved sleep or increased positive mood. Another purpose of rituals can be to do activities that are important or something that needs a natural home during the day. For example, this might be a daily journaling practice or calling an aging parent or a child living away from home or a best friend. These activities can be things that you enjoy, things that you really know you should do even if you don't want to do them. They can take 10 seconds or an hour. It is totally up to you to build each ritual into something that works for you. And what that means is that you want your routine to achieve the goal that you set out and you want it to fit into your life and your schedule in a way that allows you to maintain that practice because consistency really matters. So here's my morning wake-up routine. I get up between 6.30 and 6.45 and head right down to the gym for 30 minutes. Then I walk my dogs and feed them breakfast, and while they're eating, I read the New York Times on my phone. And that is it. The rest of my morning goes in different directions from that point on, depending on if my kids are awake, whether it's a weekday or a weekend, when my first meeting is. And there are plenty of other things I do each morning, of course, but those things can just happen in somewhat of a random order. But this routine has a few purposes. First is my physical health. I know that if I don't exercise first thing in the morning, I probably will not exercise that day. Full transparency, I am a morning person and I really enjoy working out that early. My second goal is to create consistency for my dog so that they get properly cared for and don't scratch at my door and wake me up. But the positive side effect of doing this routine in the morning with them is that I take them for a quiet walk and I get some fresh air before the chaos of the day begins. And then lastly, my third goal is to be informed about the world. We listen to NPR during breakfast, but I've discovered that I can't really pay attention then because I'm also eating my own breakfast and dealing with my kids. So spending a few minutes with my dogs while they eat and getting to read New York Times is really a nice way for me to start my morning. For a while, I was scrolling through Twitter, Instagram, or my email, and I realized that it just was not starting me off in a good mood for the day. I noticed that I'd often feel anxious or upset or just frustrated or who knows what, but it wasn't how I wanted to feel when I started my day. So I committed to just reading the news. The next daily ritual is when I first sit down at my desk to start working for the day. This is actually one of my favorite moments of the day because I get to make my daily schedule and to-do list. I have a template that I use for my day that I have included in the free mini guide in case you're interested in using it for yourself or creating your own based on it as a model. I also use a Remarkable tablet for all of my handwritten things. So I use this template on my Remarkable, but you could use paper or an app or whatever works best for you. I open my calendar. I add all my pre-scheduled meetings onto it first. And I do this so that I can have a snapshot of my day as well as how much time I have to fill in other work between the meetings I've already scheduled and to see if there's anything I need to do to prepare for any of those meetings. Then I look at my master to-do list and determine the top five things I need to do today. And any extra tasks that I'd like to get done or small tasks that I need to do but shouldn't take more than a few minutes, I put those at the bottom of my page so they don't clutter my view of my priorities. As a side note, some people think that it's best to pick just one big priority or three big priorities. Personally, I found that five is usually the right number for myself because different tasks take up a different amount of time and energy. So sometimes it's one big task that I've broken down into five steps, and other times it's three really solid tasks and maybe two smaller ones. But regardless, I try to distinguish between what I really need to get done today and what could wait till tomorrow if needed. I also give my calendar a quick look at the full week coming up to see if there's anything I need to start now in anticipation of upcoming deadlines and meetings. It is only at this point that I finally open my email to see if there's anything I need to address before I get started on my top priorities for the day. So those are the two morning rituals. Now let's look at the two evening rituals. And honestly, these are not ones that I am particularly good at. I don't have a regular end of workday practice. It's actually one of my 2021 goals to build an end of workday routine. Most days I work right up until the last minute and then rush downstairs to start making dinner for my family. It's not really a good way to end my work day. I'm often rushing out with something left partway done. And when there's things I still have to get done after my kids go to bed, I walk in and I don't feel like I have clarity about what those things are. It also makes me head into family time a little anxious and with the sense of urgency because I have to get dinner made and on the table by 630 and I haven't really left myself enough time. So my new routine is designed to help me end my day with a sense of accomplishment and be able to head into my family time in a calm, positive mood. I am just starting this routine on January 4th, so I can't actually say how it's going yet, but I'm calling it my end of day wrap up. This wrap up will include a review of my tasks and accomplishments for the day, noting anything that I didn't complete that still needs to be done, as well as tidying my desk. Even though I like things organized, what I've discovered is that in my rush out the door, I often find myself walking in the next morning and my coffee cup from the day before is still sitting there along with maybe a protein bar wrapper that I had as a snack. So I want to make sure that I leave my workspace prepped for the next day, which will make my morning start a little smoother. For now, these are the only two things I'm going to start doing because I want to keep this end of day routine manageable. And if it goes well, I will consider if there's anything else that I want to add. The last thing to note on this is that it is also going to be time oriented so that I can plan when I am going to start my wrap up and give myself enough time to cook dinner and to finish whatever it was that I was working on before I move into wrap up mode. Finally, we have the nighttime routine. I know for some people, this routine is super critical because their ability to get a good night's sleep depends on winding down and getting into bedtime. My husband will tell you that I fall asleep pretty much standing up anywhere, anytime. So my nighttime goal is more about my physical health than anything else. It's simply brushing teeth, washing face, setting my alarm. Sometimes I'll read, but that's pretty rare these days because I only really do that when my husband's not around or I'm just not ready to go to bed. It is also a time-oriented routine in that I start it sometime between 10.30 and 11. That way I can be sure to get enough sleep before my alarm goes off the next morning. Now you have a peek into my daily life. So let's talk about some other activities that could be part of your routines. You could include meditation, journaling, a gratitude practice, a mantra or affirmations, reading or listening to a podcast or music, reviewing your goals, calling a loved one, updating a team work plan or your task system, making and enjoying a cup of coffee or tea, showering, stretching, exercising, drinking water, crossing off the date on your calendar making a video or audio log, working on a brain teaser or puzzle, reading or listening to the news or a book, setting an intention for the day, practicing a language or instrument or other hobby, doing an act of kindness, making your bed, taking care of pets or plants or babies, learning something new, reflecting on your day, remembering a person, place, or time from the past, clearing your inbox, reading or posting on social media, doing something special for yourself, going for a walk, turning off or putting away devices, doing a brain dump. There are literally endless activities that you could incorporate into your routines. Again, the key is to determine what the goals are for your routines and then build those one to three activities at a time so that you can maintain it to the point where it becomes habitual and you no longer need to even think about it. You just do it. If you haven't put much thought into your routines before, I suggest you start by simply reflecting on and writing down what you currently do at each of these points in your day and how these activities make you feel. Or if you know that you want to start with enhancing your morning work routine, then just do that one. If you're not sure where to start, seeing what you already do may be a big help in determining which routine will be the easiest for you to adjust or where you're likely to get the biggest bang for your buck. Then craft the goal or goals for the routine that you've decided to work on and select the activities that will help you achieve those goals. It's okay if you have a laundry list that is four, five, even ten activities long, but you probably don't want to start by doing all of them. I'd suggest picking no more than three activities and commit to doing them for at least three days. I suggest three days because that will give you enough experience to get a sense as to whether this routine is doable, how long the routine takes, how easy or hard it is for your brain to do those activities, as well as whether they're leading you towards your goals. For example, if you say that you want your bedtime routine to reduce the feelings of overwhelm that you have when you go to bed, but after three days of drinking a cup of chamomile and reading a book, you're still getting into bed feeling overwhelmed, maybe you need to try a different activity like doing a nightly brain dump or preparing your to-do list for the next day. If three days goes well, then make the goal seven days in a row, then 14 and so on. You can even keep track of it on a habit chart if that helps you maintain your commitment because you are the kind of person who likes to see your daily streak. Remember, this is your routine, so you can adjust it whenever you need to. You can add new activities or swap something out. Experiment. Reflect on how it's going. The point is not to do everything, but to do the right thing so that you can be healthy, productive, and feel good. The mini guide for today's episode includes that daily planner, and the full guide includes a list of potential activities to incorporate into your routine, as well as an overview for how to design an effective routine. The mini guide is available at themodernmanager.com slash miniguides. There are two ways to get the full guide. Option one is to join the Modern Manager community because members get every episode guide, plus other guest bonuses and other perks. To join, go to themodernmanager.com slash join. The second option is to purchase the guide at the Modern Manager store, which is at themodernmanager.com slash shop. All the links are in the show notes and they're in your inbox along with the free mini guide if you subscribe to my newsletter. And you can also get onto that list at themodernmanager.com. If you have enjoyed this episode or are a fan of the show, please consider leaving a rating and review. That is the best way to help others find the show and it only should take no more than 10 seconds of your time and I would be so grateful. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.